slacking a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's my fault. I've been busy. We've all kind of been busy and working and, you know, blizzards and stuff <laughs> like that. So anyways, we want to finish up our, um, our series on the Constitution. So tonight we're going to read the amendments to the Constitution of the United States. Um, and so here we go. Amendment one, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances, which we saw happen on January 6th, which was illegal and Liz Cheney should be thrown in jail. So anyways, Amendment 2. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Meaning any laws that are attempted to come against our rights, to have weapons to protect ourselves, are null and void. Amendment 3. No soldier shall in time of peace be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner, owner nor in any time of war, but in a manner to be prescribed by law. Amendment four, the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against, <clears throat> excuse me, unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrants shall issue, but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. And I'm curious about this one because what the FBI did to all the January Sixers was completely illegal mm -hmm. and they're being held illegally. And really the right of the people should be to forcibly remove the FBI and arrest the FBI and let the January six people go. So, I mean, we're going to come back to all these later. Amendment 5. No person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on a, pre, a presentment or indictment of a grand jury, except in cases arising in the land or naval forces or in the militia, when in actual service in time of war or public danger, nor shall any person be subject for the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb, nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself, nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. And I guess you know, we see that Americans' rights have been challenged during the January 6th stuff with politicians that are illegally holding them. And there's all these amendments that are being infringed upon, and these politicians really should be arrested. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Amendment 6. In all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed 
which district shall have been previously ascertained by law and to be informed of the nature and cause of the accusations which the January 6th are sitting in jail have not been, to be confronted with the witnesses against him, to have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor, and to have the assistance of counsel for his defense. Wow, our politicians suck at these uh, following of the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Amendment 7, in suits at common law, where the value in controversy shall exceed $20, the right of trial by jury shall be preserved, and no fact tried by a jury shall be otherwise re-examined in any court of the United States than according to the rules of the common law. Amendment 8, Excessive bail shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishment inflicted. Amendment 9. The enumeration of the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. Amendment 10. The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it, to the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. I don't see any federal government in that, do you? Mm-mm. Amendment 11, the judicial power of the United States shall not be construed to extend to any suit in law or equity commenced or prosecuted against one of the United States by citizens of another state or by citizens or subject of any foreign state. Amendment 12, the electors shall meet in their respective states and vote by ballot for president and vice president, one of whom at least shall not be an inhabitant of the same state with themselves. They shall name in their ballots the person voted for as president and in distinct ballots the person voted for as vice president, and they shall make distinct lists of all persons voted for as president and of all persons voted for as vice president, and of the number of votes for each, which which lists they shall sign and certify and transmit sealed to the seat of the government of the United States, directed to the president of the Senate. The president of the Senate shall, in the presence of the Senate and House of Representatives, open all the certificates, and the vote shall then be counted. The person having the greatest number of votes for president shall be the president. If such number be a majority of the whole number of electors appointed, and if no person have such majority, then from the persons having the highest number not exceeding three on the list of those voted for as president, The House of Representatives shall choose immediately by ballot the president, but in choosing the president, the vote shall be taken by states, the representation from each state having one vote, a quorum for this purpose shall consist of a member or members from two-thirds of the states, and a majority of all the states shall be necessary to a choice. And if the House of Representatives shall not choose a president whenever the right of the choice shall devolve upon them before the fourth day of March, next, following then, 
the vice president shall act as president, as in the case of the death or other constitutional disability of the president. The person having the greatest number of votes as vice president shall be the vice president, if such number be a majority of the whole number of electors appointed, and if no person having a majority, then from the two higher numbers on the list, the Senate shall choose the vice president. A quorum for the purpose shall consist of two-thirds of the whole number of senators, and a majority of the whole number shall be necessary to a choice. But no person constitutionally ineligible to the office of president shall be eligible to that of vice president of the United States. Amendment 13. Neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for crime whereof, the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their ju jurisdiction. Section 2 of Amendment 13 says Congress shall have power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation. Amendment 14, Section 1. All persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and of the states wherein they reside. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of, of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. Amendment 14, Section 2 says, Representatives shall be apportioned among the several states according to their respective numbers, counting the whole number of persons in each state, excluding Indians not taxed, but when the right to vote at any election for the choice of electors for president and vice president of the United States, representatives in Congress, the executive and judicial officers of a state, or the members of the legislature thereof is denied to any of the male inhabitants of such state, being 21 years of age, and citizens of the United States or in any way abridged, except for the participation in rebellion or other crime, the basis of representation therein shall be reduced to the proportion which the number of such male citizens shall bear to the whole number of male citizens 21 years of age in such state. Amendment 14, Section 3 says, No person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president, or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States, or under any state, who have previously taken an oath as a member of Congress, or as an officer of the United States, or as a member of the state legislature, or as an executive or judicial officer in any state, to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same, or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. But Congress may, by a vote of two-thirds of each house, remove such disability. Interesting, isn't it?
And the last section of Amendment 14. Oh, sorry. <laughs> section 4. <laughs> the validity of the public debt of the United States authorized by law, including debts incurred for payment of pensions and bounties for services in suppressing insurrection or rebellion, shall not be questioned. But neither the United States nor any state shall assume or pay any debt or obligation incurred in aid of insurrection or rebellion against the United States or any claim for the loss of or emancipation of any slave, but all such debts, obligations, and claims shall be held illegal and void. Kind of like how um, people compensated BLM and Antifa when they destroyed and terrorized our country. Same thing. And the last section of Amendment 14 is Section 5. The Congress shall have power to enforce by appropriate legislation the provisions of this article. Four, why don't you continue? I'm losing my voice. That's not good. <laughs> okay, Amendment 15, Section 1. The right of citizens of the United States to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of race, color, or previous condition of servitude. Section 2. The Congress shall have power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation. Amendment 16. The Congress shall have power to lay and collect taxes on incomes from whatever source derived without a Wow, I cannot say this <laughs> word. Apportionment among the several states and without regard to any census or enumeration. Amendment 17. The Senate of the United States shall be composed of two senators from each state, elected by the people thereof for six years, and each senator shall have one vote. The electors in each state shall have the qualifications requisite for electors, of the most numerous branch of the of the state legislators. When vacancies happen in the representation of any state in the Senate, the executive authority of such state shall issue writs of election to fill such vacancies, provided that the legislator of any state may empower the executive thereof to make temporary ap appointments until the people fill the vacancies by election as the legislator may direct. This amendment shall not be so construed as to affect the election or term of any senator chosen before it becomes valid as part of the Constitution. Amendment 18, Section 1. After one year from the ratification of this article, the manufacture, sale, or transportation of intoxicating liquors within the import importation thereof into or the exportation thereof from the United States and all territories subject to the jurisdiction thereof for beverages pur proposes is hereby prohibited. I probably should have prepared myself <laughs> a little bit better or I should get glasses. Anyways. <laughs> Do you want to try mine? No, I tried yours. <laughs> Section 2 of Amendment 18, the Congress and the several states shall have concurrent power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation. Section 3, this article shall be inoperative unless it shall have been ratified as an amendment to the Constitution by the legislators of the several states, as provided in the Constitution within seven years, 
from the date of the submission hereof to the United to the States by the Congress. Amendment 19. The right of citizens of the United States to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of sex. Congress shall have power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation. Amendment 20, uh, Section 1. The terms of the President and Vice President shall end at noon on the 20th day of January, and the terms of Senators and Representatives at noon on the 3rd day of January. Of the years in which such terms would have ended, if this article had not been ratified, and the terms of their successors shall then begin. Section 2. The Congress shall assemble at least once in every year, and such meetings shall begin at noon on the third day of January, unless they shall by law appoint a different day. Just one day. Section 3. If at the time fixed for the beginning of the term of the president, the president-elect shall have died, the vice president-elect shall become president. If a president shall not have been chosen before the time fixed for the beginning of his term, or if the president-elect shall have failed to qualify, then the vice president-elect shall act as president until a president shall have qualified. And the Congress may have, or excuse me, may by law provide for the case wherein neither a president-elect nor a vice president-elect shall have this shall have qualified, declaring who shall then act as president, or the manner in which one who is to act shall be selected. And such person shall act accordingly until a president or a vice president shall have qualified. Section 4. The Congress may by law provide for the case of the death of any of the persons from whom the House of Representatives may choose a president whenever the right of choice shall have devolved upon them. And for the case of the death of any of the persons from whom the Senate may choose a vice president whenever the right of the choice shall have devolved upon them. Section 5. Sections 1 and 2 shall take effect on the 15th day of October following the ratification of this article. Section 6. This article shall be inoperative unless it shall have been ratified as an amendment to the Constitution by the legislators of three-fourths of the several states within seven years from the date of its submission. Amendment 21. Section 1. The 18th article of amendment to the Constitution of the United States is hereby repealed. Section 2. The transportation or importation into any state, territory, or possession of the United States for delivery or use therein of intoxicating liquors in violation of the laws thereof is hereby prohibited. Section 3. This article shall be inoperative unless it shall have been ratified as an amendment to the Constitution by conventions in the several states as provided in the Constitution, within seven years from the date of submission hereof to the states by the Congress. Amendment 22, Section 1, No person shall be elected to the office of the President more than twice, and no person who has held the office of President or acted as President for more than two years of a term to which some other person was elected President shall be elected to the office of the president more than once. But this article shall not, shall not apply to any person holding the office of president when this article was proposed by the Congress, and shall not prevent any person who may be holding the office of president or acting as president 
during the term within which this article becomes operative from holding the office of president or acting as president during the remainder of such term. Section 2. This article shall be inoperative unless it shall have been ratified as an amendment to the Constitution by the legislators of three-fourths of the several states within seven years from the date of its submission to the states by the Congress. Amendment 23, Section 1. The district constituting the seat of government of the United States shall appoint in such manner as the Congress may direct a number of electors of president and vice president equal to the whole number of senators and representatives in Congress, to which the district would be entitled if it were a state, but in no event more than the least populous state, they shall be in addition to those appointed by the states, but they shall be considered for the purposes of the election of president and vice president, to be electors appointed by a state, and they shall meet in the district and perform such duties as provided by the 12th article of amendment. Section 2, the Congress shall have power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation. So a lot to say. Yes, it is. And it's tough with the, the English language back then and how they wrote it. There's not a lot of commas or periods, so you don't really know where to stop and start and it kind of all blends together so yeah, there it is words that we don't normally use in our normal day day so it's tough vocabulary well, we're almost done folks we're almost done it's good education for you so it's what he got amendment 24 section 1 says the right of citizens of the of the united states to vote in any primary or other election for president or vice president for electors, for president or vice president, or for senator or representative in Congress, shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or any state by reason the failure to pay any poll tax or other tax. Section 2. The Congress shall have power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation. Amendment 25, Section 1. In case of the removal of the president from office or of his death or resignation, the vice president the vice president shall become president. Section 2. Whenever, whenever there is a vacancy in the office of the vice president, the president shall nominate a vice president who shall take office upon confirmation by a majority vote of both house, houses of Congress. Section 3. Whenever the president transmits to yeah, transmits to the president pro tempore of the Senate and the Speaker of the House of Representatives, his written declaration that he is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office, and until he transmits to them a, wit a written declaration to the contrary, such powers and duties shall be discharged by the vice president as acting president. Section 4. Whenever the vice president and a majority of either the principal officers of the executive departments or of such other body as Congress may by law provide, transmit to the president pro tempore of the Senate and the Speaker of the House of Representatives their written declaration that the president is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office, the vice president shall immediately assume the powers and duties of the office as acting president. Thereafter, when the president transmits to the president pro tempore of the Senate and the Speaker of the House of Representatives his written declaration that no inability exists, 
he shall resume the powers and duties of his office unless the vice president and a majority of either the principal officers of the executive department or of such other body as Congress may by law provide transmit within four days to the president pro tempore of the Senate and the Speaker of the House of Representatives their written declaration that the president is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office. Thereupon, Congress shall shall decide the issue, assembling within 48 hours for that purpose, if not in session. If the Congress, within 21 days after receipt of the latter written declaration, or if Congress is not in session within 21 days after Congress is required to assemble, determines by two-thirds vote of both houses that the president is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office, the vice president shall continue to discharge the same as acting president. Otherwise, the president shall resume the powers and duties of his office. All right, Joss, you're finishing it up. Okay, Amendment 26, Section 1 says, The right of the citizens of the United States who are 18 years of age or, or, or older to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of age. Section 2, the Congress shall have power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation. Uh, Amendment 27, no law varying the compensation for the service, services of the senators and representatives shall take effect until the election of representatives shall have intervened. Well, there you got it, folks. That is the amendment. We've read the Declaration of Independence. We've gone through the Constitution and the amendments to the Constitution. You have no excuse of not knowing what it is because you've been read it um, since you don't want to read it. And you should be educated because it seems that our rights are being infringed upon every day by entities that are breaking the law and committing treason, then they should be held accountable. So thank you for following this series with us. And we're going to be back probably this week. I have some things on my heart that I want to talk about or kind of go off about. There's a lot of things going on and people need to be aware. So thank you for listening. Thank you for your patience. We sure appreciate y'all. God bless y'all and God bless America.